the Summer Skate Studios behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey West Live for July 5th, 2022, as we preview the upcoming NHL Draft. Behind the Mask's College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota, college graduate, member of the military, and you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf. Let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team-building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com, whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. Metro by T-Mobile. Get 50% off or more when you add a line to a new or existing account. Liberty University. Play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu by Burrito Express six East Valley locations for fresh, fast, authentic Mexican food M-Drive natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive always free delivery at mdriveformen.com Summer Skates whether our original red or new black shower shoes show your at summerskates.com and by Drury Inns and Suites travel happy again Book your next day at DruryHotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-IN. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. Uh, Indeed, it is a crazy week. It is draft week. It is the 4th of July, as we had a holiday yesterday. But Scott Strandy with you tonight from Greenwood Village, Colorado. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein, joining me from about 10 feet below sea level out on Long Island, New York, in that big, beautiful, palatial estate that he calls home. Paul, how are you? Uh, let me know when you find that palatial estate, because if somebody's <laughs> saying I live in one of those, they're lying to you. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, no, I, I don't know. That's what I'm, I'm trying to find out. <laughs> everybody's king has their own mansion, right? Their own well, kingdom? <laughs> I, I, I don't know anything about said, you know, said king or kingdom other than you. I oh, mean, yeah. Well, true. True. I Very mean, true. this is. You, we know it is. Uh, well, well, I'll t- I tell you. So. Um, as we look forward today, we had a day off yesterday with the 4th of July, so I hope everybody, including yourself, had a great day off. Um, <clears throat> time to get back at it, though, as we jump into, uh, wow, <clears throat> there's so much stuff going on in hockey, Paul. It's crazy. Um, uh, we, debut, we debut the uh, Pro Hockey West Report, uh, the video show on YouTube on uh, Thursday night. So we got one more night to go. Uh, we'll do something special Wednesday night with the Great West College Hockey Podcast of Stephen Marsh and myself. What? You're yeah. actually going to make Stephen work? I don't know if yeah, he's too got, happy he, about that. Yeah, he's got to work occasionally, so we'll, uh, we'll make sure he gets back to it. 
<laughs> but anyway, so so Sunday night we had a chance to kind of go over what the uh, sixty players invited to the Team USA World Junior Camp look like. And tonight, I thought, let's go through the draft. Let's go through a little bit and see what we see. Um, I think you're going to hear some familiar names as what we saw on the World Junior team. Well, uh, yeah, um, but you know, we we do have to get to some of the. Uh, I think we have to get to some of these. At least mention these news items here. Yeah, um, that's. That's because, where I was going to start. Mean, they, I just want everybody to they, know that we were yeah, going to do because this Yeah, because they are Okay, historic, dig in, man. So. Dig in. Um, well, first of all, we had Mike Greer, who played at Boston University. Uh, so as long as we're connecting it to college, right? Right. Um, has become the first uh, African-American general manager in the National Hockey League. Yeah, with the uh, I, San Jose Sharks. So San congratulations, Sharks. Mike Greer. Uh, I always <clears> loved his game. Me too. He was a big giant power forward, and and, and I love those those guys. Um, you know, uh, those guys are hard to find now in the NHL, right? I mean, boy, yeah, you're uh, telling especially me. Especially if, um, especially if uh, they have any scoring touch at all. Yep. You yep. Know, and he could put uh, the puck in the net. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Oh no, he could. You know, I mean. Um, and he played a bunch of different places. Um, I know, obviously, he played at San Jose. I remember him a lot playing for Edmonton. Because um, I always liked watching games in Edmonton because of the ice surface. But um, congratulations. <laughs> well, I, I did. I do. Because they have the best ice in the NHL. Yeah. What? They, they have the best ice in Not the NHL. Not the Lightning? Not the Tampa Bay Lightning? Well. Nas, no. that's for you, pal. That's no. for you, Nas. Um <laughs> no, they just uh, they just don't, you know. I mean, uh, uh, they they. I mean, you you watch game any from any of the Canadian rinks, um, especially where there's not basketball. In other words, not Toronto, um, and the game just seems like it's so much faster. It's it almost seems like it's being played at Oceanside. Yeah, almost. The ceilings are a little higher in these other buildings, but yeah. Anyway, I, I had to get that in there because Oceanside is one cold rink, especially in the wintertime. I know it's in the desert. I know it doesn't get that cold in uh, Tempe, Arizona, but that rink is for freezing. Anyway. Yeah, but I mean, let's face it. They, obviously, they don't have the ice making that they do in the NHL buildings. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not that it was bad well, ice. I I never heard people. I've never. I didn't hear anybody complain uh, about the ice at Oceanside. No, never about the ice boards, right. ceiling. Yeah, but not here and there. Uh, okay, so so we got Mike Greer. What else you got? Well, uh, you know, uh, Olympic gold medalist and Hall of Famer Haley Wickenheiser, Doctor Haley Wickenheiser to be precise. Yeah, was good named call. An assistant, an assistant general manager in the. Uh, for the that team with Austin Matthews on it, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Just thought I'd throw it out there for I people no that idea. don't get your that don't get your disgust. I thought I'd throw it out there so they knew. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah I have, people are laughing. But I think, no, I have not forgiven Lenny McDonald. <laughs> no, I have not forgiven Darcy Tucker or Shane Corson. They can all go kiss my tuckus. Okay. So, I love it. Absolutely um, love it. I don't hold grudges, though. No. 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 Um, and, and hopefully um, uh, this would be a, a uh, uh, this is just as historic to me um, and maybe a, a little bit more for us, so to speak. But uh, a former captain at Cornell University, Jessica Campbell, was named as the first full-time assistant coach in the AHL. Uh, and where, she's going where? Where she will be on the bench nightly uh, in Palm Springs. Coachella Valley, my friend. Coachella Valley Firebirds. Yeah, we're still. I'm calling them Palm Springs. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they'll like that. I'm, I'm sure. sure they will. The brand we love you, Michael. Coachella Valley um, logo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> get us kicked but, out of there before we even get in. Well, see, it's easier that way. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, but she will be the first full time on the bench. You know, this is not somebody up in the video room. Yep. This is not somebody. Uh, in the analytics department, this is somebody on the bench. Yeah, good call. Good call, Seattle organization. And let's 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 give it to Seattle because when when they came into the league, they said that they were going to do things differently in terms of the off ice personnel, and they absolutely have. Yeah, I'm they not going to argue that. Have they? You know. Um, all around from the from the booth to the front office um and and beyond and now actually on the bench they have kept their word they said they were going to do things um and that to 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 break the mold and and their organization has done that 1000% yep Exactly. The, the latest two expansion teams to the NHL have both made big impacts, um, both off the ice and on the ice. Obviously, the Golden Knights had a little bit more success than, um, than the NHL franchise, the Seattle Kraken. But uh, the Golden Knights and Seattle are both promoting hockey as is part of their, uh, mm, what's the term? Contract to come into the NHL? Well, listen, listen. Let's, let's build, I, and, and build ice I'm, sheets. I don't want to knock the Golden Knights. I'm not knocking the Golden Knights. Well, that's good because your rent would go up. I know that. I understand that. But let's let's call it what it was. A confluence of events and deal making by George McPhee. Um, we need to stop comparing first year franchises to the Golden Knights. No, no, and I, I'm not Which I'm is not which was doing... my point. Yeah, I'm not doing that at all. What I'm saying is that both franchises made efforts on and off the ice to do Correct. things differently. They didn't do the original six format, if you will. They they came out, they they looked outside the box, they hired people right. that maybe Correct. didn't fit the uh, current the mold. Yeah, the current mold. Um, right. So, yeah, congratulations. Okay, what else you got? Well, that's a lot, first of all, by the way. Oh, um, well. 
rumor that I just heard right now was that Arizona State's going to stay put in the uh, now kind of messed up Pac-12. Uh, well, we'll see what happens. I I I I don't want to hear or see or listen to any rumors. Um, because I do. I'm shocked at that because that's usually your thing. Well, first of all, because <laughs> I understand what the hell's going on, and most people don't. Okay. First of all, nothing else is going to happen until Notre Dame makes its decision. Yep. And who now, knows? Maybe what they haven't. Maybe they have, and maybe they haven't. But they haven't made that announcement publicly. Well, they got another and, year in their TV deal with. Well, with no, NBC but they're not going to. So. The, the Big Ten's not going to wait that long anyway. No, I know that. I know that. So, but in, until that decision gets made by Notre Dame, whether or not to switch leagues, and for all intents and purposes, they're in the ACC for football too. Uh, they have to play half their games against one of those schools anyway. Um, so until they make their decision, at least publicly, nobody's going to be moving. Well, let me let so, me throw this so, out there. So here, here okay. let me throw this out, then you react. My, I would never do that. Yeah. <laughs> My thought on this whole deal is there's football and there's every other sport. Um, I, I believe that if now that the cat is out of the bag, so to speak, and uh, all this is going, let football go. Let them separate themselves. Let them build um, what what I was hearing from several people over the weekend on the radio talk about where they said, just let them build an American and a national conference of 24, 36, however many teams they want. In that's each, fine. That's, and let them go. But, but don't they're not doing that. The they're not the doing that. Into it. They're not doing that. Well, I realize that, but don't okay. drag and, the rest of the university well, but, yeah, programs but, and, into you're not, it. They're not doing that because that's why they're waiting for an answer from Notre Dame. This is, uh, you know, they've been down this on this dance floor before with Notre Dame. Of course they have. And Notre Dame Hasn't decided everybody? to go to, No, no. With Notre um, Dame? Yeah, the Big East maybe for when it was a football conference. Um, and right now, this the, the you have they have their deal with the ACC, but uh, right now, basically, Notre Dame is is has got to make its 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 decision because they're not uh, the Big Ten with whatever media partners they sign with. It's not going to be a two year deal. No. Okay? Okay, this is going to be a long, long-term deal for a lots of, lots of cash. Until okay. the cash runs out. And, well, yeah, but, you know, Amazon's not running out of money. Apple's not running out of money. Okay, ESPN is not running out of money. Fox is not running out of money. Eventually they are. Well, I don't know when. It won't matter to us because we'll be gone by then. Because it, uh, the people that are keeping them afloat are people like you and I and everybody else in the world that is not billionaires. Well, um, we understand. And eventually, eventually you're not going to be able to pay $400 a month for cable TV and streaming systems. You're well, not that'll work, Listen, that'll work itself out too, because for all the cord cutting that, that this is why Amazon is trying to get 
into the, is getting into the sports business. And this is why Apple is getting into the sports business. Okay. Um, so, and I don't think you're going to be able to completely cut out cable, but people are going to have to choose between streaming services because you can't keep having five of them. Yeah. Okay. Well, if- and, and, and when you go to eat and when you, when you look at the NHL, Okay. Um, at least what we were told is they drove a lot of viewers to ESPN plus without a doubt. I was one of them. So, so, you know, so for all the, the people, you know, for everything going, you know, that's why ESPN paid them the NHL $2 billion or whatever the heck they paid them. Okay. So there's that. All right. As terms of, like I said, Everybody's waiting for Notre Dame. So if Notre Dame says no, then we wait and see whether the Big Ten decides to stay at 16 or go to 20. Well, because what they won't do, because what they won't do, I, I, I don't think, is stay at 17. So if Notre Dame says yes, then they're almost assuredly going to go to 20. Okay, so let me ask you this. Uh, you being an ASU alum, if they do go up by three or up by four, depending on Notre Dame, do is Arizona State and University of Arizona, if they go as a package, is that? Not going to happen. Okay, well, is it is Arizona State an attractive enough program destination? I know it's a destination. Hell, it's Tempe, Arizona. But um, it, Let's let's admit it. The the football program has been awful for years. That's not. Um, listen, that this is here's here's where uh, where when I see people talk about the numbers, and I see people talk about the 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 viewership for for schools, right? Because there's a list of this. Uh, this is how many viewers each school had this past year. Okay, and and I understand that, but you and I both know, and I haven't been there in 30 years, that there are tons and tons of people in the Valley of the Sun that are part of the Big Ten fan base. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt about that. Okay. But they're also they're also in Oregon. They're also in Washington. They're also um, Seattle's got a bunch. There's a bunch in um, at you know the Bay Area. I mean that they're all over. What I'm talking about is who who would be the three or four teams that are the most attractive. And from what I hear well, in what I hear in Denver from people is like yeah, uh, Arizona State would not be one of the top four most attractive uh, teams that they could get. Of course, they would be wrong. Would they? Yeah. Why? Uh, because what I've seen, and once again, this is pure speculation. This is what I've seen in various journalistic stories. Okay, Fox is running this. And if they are running this, the, the, the ASU market is very he- high on their list. Well, Washington, maybe Washington, maybe, Oregon, and ASU. 
maybe the uh, the Worst city it. is, but, but that's... Let, let's let's take a look at what's happened at Arizona State. They reduced severely the amount of seats when they remodeled uh, Sun Devil Stadium. They reduced it's the eyeballs. Of- it's all about eyeballs. It's uh-huh. it's all about it's all about eyeballs. The TV people are running this. They don't care if anybody shows up in the building. They want to okay. know who's going to watch. Well, is somebody going to watch? <laughs> other, um, than you, other than you? <laughs> because their product hasn't been very good for a long, long, long time. you got to go well, back to no, 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 no. almost Listen, to, to find I, a program I, that's been uh, nationally well, prominent. Well, I mean, it's, it's when's a, the last time they went to the Rose Bowl? Uh, when was the last time it went in your conference? No, but that's not. It's about the eyeballs. I know. What I'm saying is there's eyeballs everywhere, especially if you put them on national TV. So what makes them. Listen, I got to. I got to. I got to. I got to watch almost every ASU game last year. Yeah. Outside of like the season opener against Sacramento State or whatever. Okay. Okay. Um, and once again, it's not just about the eyeballs for ASU. If you're talking about in the Big Ten, you know, and, and listen, are there other, are other, is this unique to the Phoenix area? No. Is it as dominant in these other places as it is the Phoenix area? I don't believe it is. Because ASU wouldn't be that high on the list for Fox if it was. Yeah, well, um, the Arizona Coyotes are high on the NHL's list and have been for more than a quarter century. Um, anyway. The Tucson Coyotes? Uh, my, uh, my, my gut feeling on it, as you know, and I've told you hundreds of times, it would be awful for Arizona State to have to play in the Big Ten in ice hockey. Uh, it would be awful, and it won't get better for my lifetime. Um, who knows how much, how many more years I got? But um, I can tell you right now, being a Midwest Minnesota born and raised guy, having been back and followed the Sun Devils, they will never. And here's me clear, underline it, put it in capital bold letters. They will never get a fair shake in the Big Ten, ever ever, ever, and ever. And that's not, that's not hyperbole. That is fact because I'm not, the, I'm, the NC, the big 10 hockey people will never have Arizona state as a champion, no matter what they I'm will not, find a way somehow, some way to make sure that they do not win the big 10 championship. Because I, if I'm they do, they might as well shut down their university hockey programs up in the in the Midwest. Because um, that would be the worst thing that could happen to them. Maybe they ought to mind their own business. Because when was the last time they won an NCAA championship? Well, don't don't get started with that because oh, okay. because you don't you don't want to go down that road with them. But anyway, I'm just saying that that that's my fact. So, but, but they I, don't I know, have. But, I know but they won't have a money, choice. But I know they don't have a choice unless Arizona State says we're not going to go do this. For, Which wait, I think I, would be, other than the money, it's a, it's a death nail for Arizona State too, 
because they don't have the programs across the board to compete. In, I don't know about that. In the Big Ten, they don't. They don't. I mean, they're they're not going to win any football games. They're not going to win. Uh, they win pl- well, win first anything. of all, they've they've won plenty of football games against Big Ten teams, especially Name at some. home. Name some. Well, first of all, they they just beat Michigan State the last two times they played them. Yeah, we count them as a Big Ten team. Aren't they? They have a <laughs> hockey team, too. They're both weak. Anyway, that's the weakest but, in the Big Ten. Okay. They won't be able they to just, beat Ohio I, I State, they Michigan, beat Wisconsin Notre too. Dame, Minnesota, Wisconsin. All those will be problems. You know, and I'm problem, pretty sure. The, and here's the problem, that the NIL is going to be the death of Arizona State because they, they don't have the check writers at Arizona State like everybody else does. People are not that that crazy over it. It's not like, you know, they have to go out and find their star quarterback and give him $9 million. They, uh, they, they just don't have those people. And that's, right, that's, a, that's a fact of living in Arizona for 32 years like I did. Listen, I'm, I'm not saying I disagree with you, by the way. Uh, I'm not the NIL. Whoa, all the listeners just turn the, the, the volume up. <laughs> the NIL is not uh, a good thing for college football, especially. Uh, I'm not sure how it will affect the other sports, but to the extent that it definitely is going to uh, affect football. As we've it's seen. gonna it's it's gonna affect the big sports football basketball. That's I, probably I, it. I don't know. Guys don't guys don't stay around long enough in a lot of college basketball places to They haven't. But if the haven't. money is better, maybe. Well, may <laughs> maybe. That you know but usually those kinds of guys um end up leaving yeah i uh, i'm not gonna argue with you on that but i'm just saying that um the, the problem with it we're not is even, we're not even gonna get into the by the way there's not there's the not check writers there <laughs> on top of it no but i'm saying that there's there's just not check writers at arizona state like there is at texas and alabama and ohio state and michigan uh, those people live and die for their football program. At Arizona State, it's a sunny Saturday in August or September or October or even November, and you would say, Cowards. "You would say I don't need to go watch my football team because I can do one of a hundred thousand other things with this beautiful weather." Especially if I just came off of a summer of five or six straight months of 115. I just go to um, multi-purpose arena. If I get a night, if I, yeah, well, maybe, maybe, well, I'm sure they will, as a matter of fact, because that's a great place to cool down and, and watch a good program. But that's why I just say, in my gut feeling is it's a mistake. Um, Listen, just I don't know how this is going to, I don't know how this just is going to be turn. who you are, right? Just be who you are. They're a good fit with a combined um, um, Big 12. If you combine Big 12, Pac 12, make them the little sisters, little brothers, whatever you want to call them of the two major power conferences and, and just be who you are because it, it, it's not, it, you're, you're not going to reap the benefits for very long. You will for a while because of the money, but you won't reap them long-term. It, it just isn't going to ever be a long-term solution. 
Mm-hmm. UCLA, USC, they can go. They can do it. They're powerhouses. They always will be powerhouses. They'll also be uh, great okay. markets to recruit. They've got dollars to. Uh, not people. according to the stories that I've seen today. Well, not. not uh, well, they have the dollars. They're just not being spent. Uh, I don't know, not according to, to what I saw today about UCLA, but that's another story. Yeah, well, we don't got time to get into that. Let's no. take a quick break. Let's come back and let's talk draft prospects. Okay. That's uh, what we really want to talk about. So we'll be back in uh, roughly four minutes. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or behindthemask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at behindthemask.com. text message line at 303-943-3772. College Hockey West Live is coming to you from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, 
the ultimate hockey player's footwear. Indeed it is. College Hockey West Live. It's our Tuesday night staple. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Greenwood Village, Colorado. Just uh, a hop, skip, and a jump from Denver. And uh, my longtime co-host joining me from beautiful Long Island, New York, Paul Hornstein. Paul, you're on summer vacation now. I'm sure you got your feet up, got yourself a land shark, just kicking back and uh, waiting to see what happens in the hockey world. Um, except, yes, except <laughs> the exact opposite. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I haven't stopped. Um, it's just, and I don't tomorrow i leave for albany and uh-huh. we're gonna do this we're gonna do this thing on thursday night i'm gonna be in the hotel room nice nice see and by the way steven's a little worried that you're trying to move in on a spot he's going like paul's gonna be on two <laughs> i don't want to be in your spot steven it's just this is if, don't if, move if, in on steven's space i'm not, not moving in on steven's i don't listen doing this two or three nights a week is tough enough i don't want to do it a four nights a week holy smokes don't worry yeah then you'd have to be on you'd have to be on youtube one night yeah we don't nobody wants that this is <laughs> listen Stephen. first of all if it wasn't the draft and it wasn't the very first show you don't don't and i know you're and i know scott you're just trying to start crap between Stephen and i so don't don't even go there like uh uh, Stevens, no, Stevens, don't worry, Steven. <laughs> we'll kick Scott off before we worry about anybody else. Let me, let me tell you this. Um, I have the TV on tonight and of course there's no hockey to watch. So I put on, um, the NBA summer league and what? there's two things I got to say about NBA basketball. If you're first of all, seven, six and 200 and some pounds. How can you not just dominate that sport? How can you be bad if you're that big? And I'm watching this kid from Gonzaga, the number one or number two pick overall, whatever he was, Chet Holmgren. And I'm watching him play and I'm going like, good Lord, that's a toothpick at seven feet. Um, How is he not going to get broken in half? Anyway, um, I digress as we get ready to go to the uh, draft prospects as i mentioned you'll probably hear oh, a lot oh, of familiar sorry. names because there are guys that uh we've talked about in the college hockey scene uh that are going to get their shot um i gave you a list that that somebody randomly put out on twitter and i thought eh, i'll just send it to paul and steven and and nick and uh look it over and i don't know if this guy knows anything or what he just had a list of names so i thought why not? Then I looked at the NHL.com draft pick, uh, draft prospect rankings, and uh, you brought this up the other night. So let's start right at the top. Is there right. any way that Shane Wright doesn't go first? I would be shocked if he doesn't. Keep in mind the general manager of the uh, Montreal Canadiens now. Uh, He's I, new. I, I, well, that would make it less likely. He's trying to set the mark. He's trying to change fortunes. I mean, Shane admittedly, Wright Shane has been, Wright hasn't had his best season. Um, he's been the consensus number one pick for years now. Now, maybe that's too long. I don't know. Well, that's why I asked the question. Is it too um, long? It might be. Did he peak? Um, 
listen, he, I, I mean, we'll get a better idea in this World Junior Tournament. Um, I thought he was, in the few games that we got to see back in December, I thought that he was Team Canada's second or third best player. Yeah, I think Connor Bedard has him beat. Well, that's why I said second or third best player because <laughs> there was no question in those games, in that game or two that actually got played, Connor Bedard was just head and shoulders over everybody. Oh, he, he, that kid is something else. Anyway, okay, um, and that's and, and we're not, and that's next year. Um, yep. But the, like I said, the 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 consensus. You know, he's been Wright's been the consensus number one pick forever now. Well, that's who the NHL Network says is going to go number one. And and I think that that's probably going to stay that way. Um, and and you could very well have this be a uh, John Tavares, Victor Hedman situation again. Um, Tavares been a very very good player. No slouch for the number one overall pick. The consensus, but and the Islanders needed a star. They, they, they needed somebody to sell tickets. And nobody was saying that Victor Hedman was not going to be a great player. Um, if you had to draft it all over again, you might do it differently. But under those particular circumstances, the Islanders didn't really have much of a choice. Okay. Yeah, good. Um, good. So, so because we don't have a lot of time to go over this. We only got, you know, another 40 minutes tops. Um, But so Shane Wright goes number one. They list Logan Cooley as number two. Cooley, the number two pick. Um, Remember there's, I'm, I, if I looked at that list again, was that just North American players or was it overall? Well, I'm going to look now. Which they have a breakdown. They, they have a breakdown. They have uh, the top whatever hundred North American, the top European. Um, right. Well, the the right there are in the last week or so, Juraj Slavkovsky of Finland. Um, there are people. He's the one name that has come up. As wait, six four two twenty nine. Why well, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, well, listen, I, I, I get that. I mean, um, that is, you know. Well, and and I don't want to go down the draft, uh, North American and and whatever, well, and but... European, because the the situation is this. Um, yeah, there's there's some European players playing college hockey, but for the most part, um, our focus, and at least in this show, is North American. Thursday night, we'll get to the to the right. overall. Well, picks let's put it this way. That, but... Let's put it this way. Uh, like I said, I've seen places where the 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 that have said that Logan Cooley will be the best player in this draft. Oh, I've seen that all over the place too. But we both, I think, agree that he's not going to be picked overall. Number one, because of the fact that he's 
um, the Montreal Canadiens need the Canadian dominant kid. They need wow. to sell tickets and and fire up their fan base. And and you told me straight out, you said if if Shane Wright's not a Canadian, there's going to be a revolt uh, in I, Montreal. Listen, it, 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 I would be shocked if it's not, which is why I'd be surprised if. Uh, okay, so so here's what people that listen to our podcast might be interested in knowing the third pick belongs to the Arizona coyotes forever and ever and ever and ever and ever again. Um, <laughs> right now they're ranking cutter Gauthier, the Scottsdale product as the uh, number three pick. He's moved up from six midterm to a final ranking of three, according to the NHL network. Um, <laughs> are the coyotes going to try to go that route? And, and grab uh, a local product because they weren't able to get Austin Matthews because of their bad draft luck, <laughs> I guess. You know, um, would they go down that road, even though uh, a lot of people don't know a lot about him and he might not be the biggest name? You know, I mean, I don't know. Could they go down that road? Uh, yeah, I think they, they could. He's expected to be a top five, top six draft pick. Here's the... the, the here's, 200 pound left wing. Well, yes. And honestly, here's why I think they stay Logan Cooley. Okay. If he's available. If he's available. Down the middle. Centers. Yep. Okay, I, I think you have to build around that position first. And you have three picks in this first round in what's supposed to be a relatively deep top 50. Well, it better be because those last two picks in the first round are barely first round. Well... Maybe, but you could get a guy. Um, Unless like, you're going to package him and move up. Well, you could do that too. You could definitely do that too. Um, I, I don't know if if Bill Armstrong is going to do that unless he gets a deal he really likes. Well, it's um, going to be interesting and, because and, last because, year was technically his first draft, but it wasn't really. Right, because of the suspension, he wasn't allowed. When we both know this is, you know, just hyperbole too. He yeah, was yeah. not allowed to have any input. Uh, right. That's if you believe that, then I've got some great uh, oceanfront property <laughs> here in Denver. Well, um, I am sure that he had a few words. Uh, really, he, he might have. <laughs> he might have had it. You know, I'm sure he might have been sitting on his deck speaking really loudly. And, you know, maybe somebody heard him. I don't know. <laughs> um, anyway, that that's, a, I mean, that kind of a punishment to me is the most ridiculous in pro sports. It's like tampering. That, I mean, tell me that everybody knows who does what. Tampering is ridiculous. But anyway, um, so, so that's, I think that's where it's going to get interesting. Um, what happens if it goes chalk, so to speak, and it goes Shane Wright, Logan Cooley, then what? Um, I, I think it would depend on whether or not they think they're going to keep Jacob Chitron. 
Well, don't they have to with Nas Kadri coming there? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Okay, if Nas Kadri signs there, well, I don't know what I'll do, but I'll do something funny. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> shave my head or something because he. there's no way. I mean, I know Nas wants to get paid and Nas deserves to get paid, but he's not going there because there's a couple of things with that. I don't know that he's sure he's going to get paid. And secondly is... Well, somebody's going to uh, pay him. No, no. I. You missed the whole point. If he goes to Arizona, I'm not sure he's going to get paid. Okay. I mean, listen, uh, you know, uh, um, do, do you get it yet? Well, yeah, I get, get it. I get it. The question okay. is, does anybody else, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I was directing that one towards you anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, so we'll see what happens, but, uh, I, I just find Arizona to be an extremely, extremely difficult, um, proposition for free agents especially under their current environment um and then secondly is let's be honest paul they're going to be needing a lot of help from the league to, to pay their bills the way it is there's no way they're jumping to the top of the uh salary cap uh while they're while they're playing their games in a 4700 seat arena uh, listen, they, they, it's um, just not going to make sense you're not going to be able intimate, to very intimate setting that we should make you uh, the very top. Be a very intimate setting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, here I got Nas texting in right now. Let me see yeah. what he says. Oh, really? Okay, Nas. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> listen. I'm just put, throwing it out there. Okay. I'm just telling but you. But here's what the deal. The idiotic just... rumor of the day was. Yeah, let, let's just say, though, for a minute that that was the case, that um, the Coyotes have all the money in the world to go sign anybody they want, which we know they don't. Um, but let's say that they did. That that destination for the next three, four, five, however many years, is not going to be attractive, no matter how much you pay them, because Nas Kadri is going to get offers from a number of places. And he's going to be able to play in NHL buildings. And again, this is not a, a knock against Arizona State. They built a college building. Built they a built college a multi-purpose right? arena yeah. for college hockey and other college athletics. So this is not a knock against them. This is just pure facts. NHL players are not going to take a step backwards. He's not going from ball arena to to the multi-purpose arena and just because of money. Um, because there will be other money in NHL ranks that will be close, if not better. Well, anyway, like I said, okay. I mean, so, so we know that. Let's uh, right. let's move down the list. Who jumped out to you next after those top three? When you were looking down the list, Paul, um, who jumped out at you at least on the North American side? Where you said, "Whoa, wasn't expecting to see that there," because I got a couple. Okay, well. I'm very curious in a couple of stories that I've read um, uh, for to watch another uh, you know Team USA guy in in in, in Isaac Howard. Okay. okay. Um, because he's a little bit on the smaller side. Um, how how late does he wait in the? Nobody says he's not a first-round talent. Um, 
but he's, you know, his his skill set, so to speak, um, in terms of, um, of 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 what and where, you know, in terms of where they think he'll go uh, in the draft, he might. Uh, you know, he, the, the Coyotes. Of course, we can't even talk about the Avalanche's first round pick because the Coyotes have that. <laughs> and by the way, they re-signed Cogs today to a one-year deal, and yeah, they're uh, ne- next on the agenda. I'm told is um, Valerie Nakushkin and um, Nabushkin and um, Darcy Kemper. They want to re-sign Darcy. Well, listen, I mean. He, anyway, that that's he, off. This, that's off the. Drum. Well, see, it's funny because, once again, um, as I sit here and look at somebody else's mock draft, they they also have the Coyotes taking Cooley at number three, but Shane Wright going all the way down to four. <laughs> I don't want to be in Montreal if that happens. Well, <laughs> that would be very. Who's um, got the number four pick anyway? I don't even know. That would be the Kraken. Oh, goodness gracious. Are you telling me they could get a crack in this? Pardon the pun. They could get a crack at Shane Wright just across the Canadian border in Seattle? Yeah. Oh, possible. Goodness. Oh, my goodness. Revolt. Victor, are you listening? Because you're a Vancouver guy. (laughs) Uh, Listen, I mean, I'm just. You know, I'm know. sitting here and, and just kind of <laughs> reading what other people say because they obviously have much more of a uh, feel for overall things than we probably do. Yeah, um, well, no no doubt about it. I mean, our our focus is on college hockey, and this is, you know. Um, let, let me throw this out there before it gets too carried away. The final rank at number 54 – is Jake Levanovich, Johnny Walker's half brother, um, Scott? We don't Stale. like to use that. We don't like to use that word. Okay, Scottsdale. This is um, okay, Scottsdale um, product, Arizona right. product, playing right. at uh, Chicago. Um, we'll be going to North Dakota, right? Eventually, right. <laughs> maybe in maybe in ten years, <laughs> but. But eventually, he's going to North. Well, Dakota. no, these listen. These these guys Jake, don't I'm, get the advantage of. You know, I'm joking because he's. Well, these played. guys don't get the advantage of their COVID rules anymore. I know, but he's been playing in the USHL since he was like 12, I think. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, but you know, um, I've told you before that uh, his skating coach Boris Dorozenko has told me that Jake is going to be really, really good. I mean, really good. I'm not going to go out and quote. Boris without his permission, but um, I've told you off the record where he thinks Jake will be. Um, and keep in mind, Jake has been traveling with Boris and teaching for Boris, being his uh, skating guru for years around the globe, Japan, um, everywhere that, that he wanted to go with Boris. He's been doing that. So Jake might be one of the best skaters I've ever seen. He's a bit slight, and uh, he's 5'10", 157, according to the prospect rankings right now. Uh, he will definitely get seasoning at the University of North Dakota. There's no doubt about it. But um, 
Does that surprise you, Paul? Because his midterm rank was 90. Um, surprise me? I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I'd have to get, that, uh, that's, that's a big jump. Up almost that's a big spot. jump. That's a big yeah. jump. Um, so obviously, um, as he played in the USHL this year, he got a lot of, a lot of minutes. Um, and that probably improved his draft stock. Cause remember the, the year before he didn't play that much. Right. Oh, cause like I said, he started in the USHL at 12. Okay, so um, he'll be drafted probably in the fourth or fifth round. Do you think he'll take that long? Uh, because yeah. that's what they said about a guy named uh, Josh Doan, too. Uh, he went he went near the top of the second round. Yeah, I think I know. Jake's gone. I think Jake's gone by round by the middle of round three. To be honest with you. Uh, maybe if, if the scouts have done their homework and if they've talked to Boris, they, uh, they understand the work ethic and what this kid's got. But anyway, um, it would also depend slide... on the teams. No. Mm, yeah. Yes. and No. Um, if you look at uh, number 65 in the final rankings down one spot from the midterms is Jack Devine. Uh, I've told you a lot about Jack Devine because I've seen him practice. I've seen him play numerous times. Um, I know his demeanor off the ice. Um, if Jack Devine is available in the third round, goodness gracious, somebody's getting a steal. If he's available any later than the third round, somebody's getting a steal. He, to me, is a second rounder. There's not any doubt. He's 5'11", 177 with a year of seasoning at the uh, University of Denver and will probably be on the world junior team this year. Well, listen, um, he's probably, you know, I mean, this is, you know, he was a freshman, right? I mean, you know, sometimes those guys, uh, you know, you know, they take that adjustment period. Um, He'll get drafted be shocked if he's not um once again in that in that fourth or fifth round area then somebody's getting the steal because he's well, listen, way it happens all the time right well my point being on this and this being a college hockey podcast is that i don't think the scouts necessarily pay enough attention to um the ncaa ranks and shame on them for that because there's a lot of quality players that slip through the cracks. But I can tell you the 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 perception around Jack Devine was was if he was going to be a, a first or second rounder, he should have been making his mark at Denver, um, a la uh, Shai Buyum and uh, Sean Barons. But here's the thing that if you weren't watching closely that you missed. The Denver Pioneers had a loaded – forward roster it wasn't that jack devine wasn't good enough it was that there were other guys that were equally as good that were older and more experienced that took up those first six slots and jack was pushed to the third and uh, fourth line spots just purely because um of the talent level that denver had and the experience that denver had above him well that happens though 
Right. But if you're a scout, your job is not to look where he's playing at Denver. Your job is to project him where he's going to be as an NHLer. And you're missing the boat if you don't see him higher than that. That's just well, my personal opinion. It, it wouldn't be the first time that's happened. No. I'm just saying that it kind of surprises me that uh, he is down as low as he is. Anyway. Uh, you know. Who else did you see? Because I saw Jimmy Snuggerud. I've been talking about Jimmy. He's going to be at the University of Minnesota. He went from eight midterm to 11. Not sure why. Not sure if other people uh, moved up ahead of him for some reason. But, again, 6'1", 188, right wing, strong, good good bloodlines with his parents. Um, he, he's got a lot to offer. Um, surprising to you or not? Um, no, I think he's right there. I mean, to me, 9, 10, 11, those are the same. Okay, so let me, let, before we run out of time, let me jump to the North American goalies. Tyler Brennan, 6'4", 185, is uh, ranked number one. He held it at midterm, right. held it at final. A lot of these guys have. And Dylan Silverstein, who uh, is on the uh, evaluation camp roster, is right now at number three. Right. Um, Tyler Muselek is uh, also there at number four. Right. Um, so you go down that list. Uh, Braden Holt at 11. Um, I, I, I know what I'm you're looking, I know where you're going. I found Caden. I found Caden. I know Caden. where you're going with this. Yeah. I found Caden, who at midterm was 19, and somehow he's unranked. He's not in the top 32. I don't know. Shocking. I, 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 I don't Shocking. know how you would see if you go up and down a few spots. Um, I kind of understand that. Um, but if you're from going 19 to actually to, 34 or 35 or whatever, that's yeah, that's a lot. That, and I, yeah, and that's and I where I would be did. like, why? Yeah, I don't know. I was just gonna say, I don't know what he did to uh to lose that many spots because, as far as I know, and as far as what. Um, Chris Mayotte told us there was uh, there was a lot of positive things from him this year in the USHL. So much so that Chris Mayotte called him the number one any, uh, NCAA goaltender. Yeah, I don't. Two uh, number one. I, I I don't understand that either. It, it makes no sense to me. But. Um, Anybody else, Paul, that you saw in there before we run out of time that, that you thought, hey, what what's he doing here, or why is he this low? Um, well, like I said, I mean, goalies I expect to be low. Right. I do too. You know, just it's the nature. Here's the other thing that is going to change draft boards. Uh, you know, whether we like it or not, um, politics is creeping into this too. How many players that are connected to Russia might not get drafted? Yeah, teams aren't going to be sure to, to get them over here anytime. Right. You know, especially that, at the, especially at the top of the thing. draft. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I think um, that will have a big play in it. You know, um, here, there are there are there are teams it. that have there are teams that have some of their players that are on their NHL rosters right now, over there, and they're starting to worry whether or not those guys will be able to come back. 
Yep. I hear you. Um, Luke Middlestead was not ranked in the midterms. Is that 168? I think that is uh, pretty low for Luke Middlestead, to tell you the truth. But um, Once again, that would be a big jump, though. Huge jump, but uh, I just can't see him that low. Um, well, just, uh, but once again, if you're going from unranked and they rank uh, about 300 players, 224, I think, in the America or in the North American. Um, I, I think, at I least think that's what I have on my list, anyway. All right. Well, either way, 200. That's that's a big jump. That's a hundred spot jump. Yep. So. People have obviously changed their minds about him somewhat, too. Okay, so then let, let me kind of round things off with this one. Um, of these guys that get drafted, how many of them do you think, if their college commits, are going to go like Wogan Cooley? We know the college commit. Is right. he going to Minnesota? Or is he going to be enticed to go somewhere for the money? Uh, what do you mean? You mean NIL money? No, no, I'm talking about signing and playing uh, I think it him. depends on who signs them or who drafts them. Like, okay. I, I, I can't play your see, game. I can't play see if Logan Cooley gets drafted by the Coyotes. I, I, I can't see a scenario where he doesn't play at least one year at that other Maroon and Gold team. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was saying, too. I was thinking the same thing. Um, yeah, I think it's uh, – I think it's going to be really interesting. Uh, I think, and I don't know. The reason I was asking the question is we've seen it now with um, the uh, the transfer portal and the extra years and all that. Um, and even guys that were pretty highly drafted last year went back to Michigan instead of turning pro. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I think, think that NHL teams, don't you? I think the NHL teams want to see these guys play one year of college hockey. Yeah, I think they do too. If not two. Yeah, I think Depending you're 100% correct. You know, that's why that's why I wanted to bring it up. If you're drafted say in that second 15 or that second 16 in, in in the first round. Most of those guys are not making their teams. No. No. Okay, they're going to go play that one year in college. They're going to go play that extra year in junior or whatever the case might be. Okay, so final thought on that note. How many do you think make the jump out of this year's draft right away? Uh, I, 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 handful? I mean, college players? Less than a handful? No, just anybody. Just in general? Yeah. Handful? Uh, I'd say give or take. Eight to twelve, yeah. Depending on saying. the team and Two depending on the players and depending on the positions. Yeah, there's so many variables. There's no doubt about it. I was just, I was just throwing that out, food for thought, something to think about between now and Thursday night in the draft. Is um, these guys love to get drafted? We know that. We know in the NHL they're drafted extremely young, uh, at eighteen, um, and then they have, you know development to do it's not like right. uh, the nfl where they've already played their three or four years in college football and have uh, 
boosted their strength and all of that. Right. Or it's well, not like the NBA where they just, you know, the money's just so ridiculous that they go no matter what. Well, here's the, the, the other thing that just uh, haven't had a draft in front of a crowd for a few years. Yeah. <laughs> if, if that name isn't Shane Wright, uh, I don't even, uh, I'm, I'm watching just for that. <laughs> well, like I said, the the one guy from oh, one of the sites has him going fourth now to Seattle. Seattle. Well, he. I don't know. I told you. I don't think he's had his best year. I think he had a better year uh, the year prior. So I don't know if people are looking at it like, yeah, it was just a bad year, or if he's maybe hit a wall, so to speak, for a little bit, or what his deal is. But anyway. Uh, just food for thought, but but I'm going to definitely be keeping my eyes open for Jack Devine and for uh, Jake Levanovich because I think um, both of those could be wild cards. Well, listen, I, I mean, you know, the the, the thing is, I, I don't think Jack will go in the Jake will go in the first round. No, so, no, but um, I think he goes mid second, mid to late second. Uh, well, yeah, you guys can recap that next Thursday. <laughs> nice work. Nice I'm work. just saying, that gives, uh, that gives you two draft shows, right, to start with? Steven, did you hear that? He doesn't want to come back for the second show. Ah, I'm the guest star. <laughs> I'm not the, you know, this is, this is, you know, it's like a variety show, right? Like, you know, you have the guest stars and they come on and do they do a couple of skits like the guest host on Saturday Night Live. Or... Charles Nelson Riley. What? Nothing. Well, no, this is not this. Is, this ain't as good as the love boat either. But <laughs> no, I was thinking Hollywood Squares. Uh, but anyway, that's, that's um, you meant match game old, or match game. Either one. <laughs> well, no, you're, well, they're both because old. They're both old, but. Charles Nelson Riley was match game and Paul Lynn was Hollywood squares. Uh, okay. <laughs> See people, when you tune in, you learn something. <laughs> well, yeah. I, yeah. One of these days, somebody will anyway. Uh, all right. Take it away, my friend. I promise next week we'll be back to normal with guests, but wow. uh, for this week, you had to put up with us on the 4th of July fireworks and all of that good stuff. But guests are returning next week. From the Summer Skate Studios behind the mask, College Hockey West Live, brought to you by Burrito Express, homemade taste, takeout speed, six East Valley locations. Go to burritoexpress.com to find the one near you. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or behindthemask.com. Peterson Toyota, whether you're looking for your dream car or shopping on a budget, we take the time to find the perfect Toyota to fit your needs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue, Las Vegas style, available at all Allegiant Stadium events, and of course at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard. By the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Drury Inns and Suites, now an official Disney World hotel. Book your stay now for travel starting this October at DruryHotels.com. Jets Pizza. Go to JetsPizza.com to find your fresh deal at your nearest Jets location today. Metro by T-Mobile. Get exclusive offers by becoming part of T-Mobile Tuesdays when you switch to Metro by T-Mobile. Top Golf. 
Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. Liberty University, hockey, education, and faith with equal passion at liberty.edu. And by M Drive. Go to mdriveformen.com to see which M Drive formula is for you. College Hockey West Live presented by Behind the Mask and all of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and are available for download at the iTunes Store, Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Mask, College Hockey West Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. We'll say a couple of housekeeping notes again. The new IcetimeHockeyWest.com website is up. So if you're still going to IcetimeHockeySW.com, you're not finding anything, it's rolled over now, IcetimeHockeyWest.com. Tomorrow night, Stephen Marsh and I will be back with you uh, for a special night of uh, the Great West College Hockey Podcast. And Thursday night, the debut, the live show of the Pro Hockey West Report uh, shows up on our YouTube channel, Pro Hockey West Report. If you're not there, get there, subscribe, get all the shows. You'll be able to watch us live this week. And, of course, watch us uh, anytime you go to YouTube in the future. So we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein and Peacemakers De Niro and uh, wish you all a, a very happy uh, first week of July. Good night, everybody.